0: So um, at this point, um, as you're collecting your thoughts, Joe, um, I'm I'm going to actually call uh, Joe right back up because he's going to start us off by uh, sharing his heart and some of the word. Joe Smiley. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, is that okay? I'd rather stand right here as I'm trying to (laughs) gather my thoughts. Wow. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Clayton, I know what it felt like to get doused (laughs) in the spirit and lose your mental faculties for about 10 minutes. Um, so I will slowly regather them. Um, first of all, first off, I do want to say it, it, really is a privilege and honor to be a part of this family. And, you know, we all know that this is a special place, um, where we can be loved and love each other and serve one another. And so, um, you know, for Anna and I, you know, it really is a privilege to be a part of this family and to provide Servant leadership. We really want to serve everyone and uh just see God do some amazing things. Um what we're gonna do is I'm gonna share for about fifteen minutes. Then we're gonna have a dear friend come up and share an amazing testimony, healing testimony, and then Anna's gonna share for fifteen minutes, and then we're gonna close with some uh ministry time. And we really believe God is gonna heal people tonight. Um you know his goodness, his love that is just evident here, and I really believe he wants to manifest that and and see it physically happen to us tonight. So I want to start uh with scripture, and in first corinthians actually second corinthians five eighteen through six verse two, we see three main themes or principles to um, support ministry and to support everything God wants to do in the earth. So um, I won't read all the scriptures because of time, but you probably know the scriptures. The first main theme or truth is that we see God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world back to himself and God, the father's expression of love, his mercy, his goodness, his kindness that leads us to repentance was in Christ Jesus. Jesus, you know, he had many purposes, but one of his main purpose was to reveal the heart of his father. Okay, so when he went to the cross, um, that word reconcile, I looked it up in the Greek, it's a pretty cool word, but it actually means to bring two persons or two people into agreement. So there can be mutual agreement in mutual um, healing or reconciliation, okay, to become one or to become whole. Three and a half weeks ago, Ann and I were in Jerusalem, and this scripture just overtook me. We were outside the old city, and we were by ourselves, so we were joining all these tours, you know, everywhere we went. And uh, we ended up in Golgotha. And for for some of you who have been there, it's called the place of the skull. It's where Jesus Christ was crucified. And when you, when you sit there and you just take in the scriptures and the truth and the relevance of what happened 2015 years ago, you know, you can read it on one level. And it's like, okay, that's something that happened in history. This man named Jesus died on a cross. But then you can, you can have the spirit really interpret the truth of what happened that day. And I started taking it in on more of a personal level. And I was realizing this whole reconciliation that was accomplished that day on that cross for Joe Smiley. And it started to overtake me. And I was getting pretty emotional because I realized he did something that was phenomenal for me. My sin, my issues, my shame, my condemnation, my guilt, my sickness, my shortcomings, um, falling short in so many areas. And he made a decision to deal with that on that day through great love and great compassion and mercy and kindness. And then I started taking in the, the profound thought that he did this for billions of people. And it's like, how did you do that? How in the world, did God, the father in Christ Jesus perform this act of mercy and redemption and grace upon the human race. And it was done for individuals. You know, when he says he reconciled the world, he's talking about individual people, billions of individual people that he's calling back that he reconciled on an individual, personal, very detailed level. And that started overtaking me like, wow, this God is amazing. He's very powerful. He's very personal. So that's the first truth that we want to bring to the ministry teams is that Jesus did something for people that was phenomenal. The second thing is we see that God has called us now to the ministry of reconciliation. He says, I did this for you. I brought you into agreement with me, mutual agreement. He goes, now I want you to bring other other people into that place where they can receive salvation and healing and grace and mercy and forgiveness. Everything I paid for on the cross. And so that's what we want to do. I mean, that's part of who we are. We all have this ministry of reconciliation. And the third thing is, you'll see in uh i think it's chapter 6 verse 2 that paul says or brother paul that today's the day of salvation so what he was saying what the spirit's saying is everything that happened 2015 years ago transfers to today it just didn't happen 2000 years ago and those people that lived back then get to receive that inheritance or that heritage and those promises it transfers to today So the question is, how did we receive everything that was promised that was accomplished 2,015 years ago? Well, the Spirit reveals it to us, right? And we appropriate it by faith. He gives us the gift of faith to believe. Isaiah said that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. That that was prophesied 2,000 years before he was crucified. What did Peter say? Looking back at the cross, He says, by his stripes, we were healed. So we are healed and we were healed. So we've got to figure out how do we justify that for ourselves? How do we appropriate that for ourselves? Okay, so we want to go after that. Um, So the appointed time is today. And that word in the Greek, salvation, the appointed day of salvation, salvation. It means to heal. It means to save. It means to deliver. It means to set free. It means to do everything that we need as a human race. Okay? So that's available tonight. And a simple prayer of faith, just reading the Word of God, can accomplish that um, need in our life, okay, to be set free. Okay? All right. I got to take a breath here. (laughs) Hey, my head is still foggy. I'm telling you, I'm still shaking cobwebs. like, thank you. In my spirit, I know that, um, you know, he's he's showing us the truth. And so the last thing I'm going to say before I invite a dear friend up is that it became more real to me. And, and you don't have to go to Jerusalem to have this revelation, okay? The Spirit of God can reveal the Scriptures to all of us, anywhere on the planet. But what hit me hard was that our Lord and Savior paid a very high price for the human race. And he wants to receive his full inheritance. And that means salvation. That word sozo means to be saved. It means to be healed. It means to be delivered. It means to be set free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It means to be saved to the uttermost. So the question is, what is our uttermost tonight? Where do you need a miracle? Where do you need God to take you to a place where you could never believe for that? But people praying for you, and collectively, we can believe for it. So I just want to just set the stage. Um, Let's put the emphasis back on His grace his mercy, his completed work of the cross. And then one last thing, right next to the cross, for those that have been there, you go, you go to his, his grave, the garden tomb, right? And that's where he broke the power of death. He resurrected. Death could not hold him back. And so we have a, we have a Lord and Savior that's very powerful, and, and he breaks the, chain of, the chains of death in our life, okay? Okay. So he has risen, he's alive. With that, we want to have a dear friend come up, um, Carol Harbaugh, come on up. I call her Mama Carol, come on up. Now, what she wants to share with you is um, a miracle that Jesus performed in her life, healing her of cancer. Carol was, she was and is a part of our home group out in Discovery Bay, and um, Jim and Chris have since taken it over as as leaders. But, uh, you know, we surrounded this dear woman just begging God to heal her. And um, I'm sure it was a collective group of prayers, but she's going to, uh, share her story with you, how Jesus healed her. She's got um, medical doctor testimonies if you want to see the, uh, the x-ray reports. So I'm going to turn it over to this dear lady and have her share. Thank you. Thank you, dear.
1: Well, first, I'd like to thank Pastor Brant and Suzanne for inviting me here tonight to share my testimony. And secondly, what a thrill you know Joe and Anna are kind of like um, our spiritual kids we 've kind of adopted them, and so what a thrill for us to be here tonight to share in their new position and just what an honor and a privilege to be here on May second of two thousand and fourteen, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer. For several weeks prior to that time, I had been noticing some symptoms in my body that shouldn't be happening to a woman who was 63 years old. Okay, this is the part where you all gasp and say, she doesn't look a day over 39. You know, Rick and I have two kids. Our son, Tom, is 45, and our daughter, Jessica, is 39. And for years, people have said, You don't look that old to have kids that age And I'd say, they're Rick's kids by his first marriage And Rick, bless his little heart, was always quick to respond That I was his first marriage You know, I mean, can you believe that? I mean, geez, Ladies, some men just never understand That silence is sometimes golden You know Anyway, I took a bunny trail there So I needed my yearly exam with my doctor anyway. You know, the one that all women love to have every year? Yeah, that one. So I made an appointment with her, and I informed her some of the um, symptoms I was experiencing. And she said, Well, let's send you for an ultrasound to see what's going on. I said, Okay. So that afternoon I went and I had an ultrasound done. A few days later she called me back and she said, Well, there's some strange findings on your ultrasound, and I think we should look into it further. I said, What do you mean, strange finding? Is there like an alien growing in there or what? You know? And she said, No, 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 no. She said, Well, we'll, I think you need to come back in, and we'll do a biopsy and see if we can get to the bottom of this. I said, Okay. So I went in a week later and had the biopsy done. Several days later, on May 2nd, to be exact, I was in the kitchen fixing breakfast and the phone rang and Rick answered the phone and he said babe it's for you and I gave him the wifely look like are you kidding me can you not see that I'm up to my elbows and bacon and eggs and and pancakes in here you can't take this call and he gave me the husbandly look you know the one over the top of his glasses and he said babe it's your doctor and man everything kicked into slow motion And the distance from my kitchen to where the phone was seemed like it was five miles long. As I recall, the remainder of the conversation was like watching a Peanuts cartoon. You remember in the Peanuts cartoons whenever the adults came onto the scene? You never heard their words. All you heard was wah, 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 wah. Well, that's kind of what I recall of the conversation with my doctor. Most of it was wah, wah, wah. And I vaguely remember her saying, I'm going to refer you to a surgical oncologist, and somebody will call you and make an appointment. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much all I remember of that conversation. And in my fog, I realized that there were some people I really needed to call and share this information with. You know, people like uh, my kids, my brother, my husband's sisters, my pastor. What a good idea, huh? And my best friends. I knew that I needed everybody that I could think of praying for me. Boy, I needed it. You know, and I think the hardest thing at the time was telling my kids. I called my son in Southern California. We had a really intelligent conversation about my diagnosis. He said, Wow, Mom. Wow. Are you okay, Mom? Wow. Wow. I love you, Mom. Wow. And my daughter came to the house, and so we broke the news to her, and she broke down and cried, and we had a good cry together. And because I always wanted to be the strong one for my kids, I said to my daughter, Now listen. Here's how it's going to come down. You still have a job to go to. You still have a family to raise, and your dad and I have a business to run. And with the grace of Papa God, we're going to get through this together. And that's that. Well, pretty strong words, but it took a while for my words and my feelings to kind of catch up with one another. You know, I didn't want to go to the pity pit or to the question pool. Yeah, I didn't believe in that. I'd always tell people that I hang out with this Jewish carpenter guy, and he's pretty cool. And he's always got my back. So... He was going to take care of things for me. But I heard this little voice whispering in my ear. You know, that naggy, negative voice. Huh, you have cancer. Where's your Papa God now? Huh, if he's so wonderful, why do you let you have cancer? And I knew they were lies. I knew it. And I knew that I had to fight. And most importantly, I knew that that Jewish carpenter guy, he was going to be the one to lead my fight. Amen? Amen. So I started to build my arsenal. I spent a lot of time, I mean a lot of time in the word, just letting it soak in and permeate every fiber of my being. And I asked everybody I could think of to intercede for me. And my daughter put this thing on Facebook asking for people to pray for me. And I came here and people prayed for me. I had people praying for me that didn't even know me. But they prayed anyway. And I joke and I say, I think Papa God got so tired of hearing from people. He finally said, okay, okay, okay. I'll heal her. You guys quiet down. But I know that's not really how he is. But one of the greatest treasures that I found during my journey Was something I read in Brent's book Daddy, You Love Me and I'm not saying this just because Brent's sitting here and I want to plug his book although he he did slip me a $20 bill earlier tonight and I'm, I'm not real sure what that's all about oh, well, we'll worry about that later anyway, I want to read you the Pearl of Wisdom Papa says to you, don't despair. I'm still for you. My heart hasn't changed one bit. I know you don't understand my ways. I haven't asked you to. But one day, you will see everything the way it truly is from my perspective. Until that time, know that I am with you and I'm for you. Keep on believing my good and tender heart towards you. I am everything you need. I will always be everything you, you need. Keep drawing into me and keep drawing from me. My presence will never disappoint you. My presence is everything you need. My presence is your ultimate destiny. By the way, if you don't have a copy of this book, I strongly suggest you get it because it's filled with pearls of wisdom like that. I don't know how he got so smart being so young. Now (laughs) Now you'll pay me. Talk to me later. I refuse to allow myself to ask Papa God, why me? I either trusted him or I didn't. It was as simple as that. Instead, I asked, Papa, what's the lesson you want me to learn here from this? What is it that, that I'm supposed to get? Whenever I started to waver, I went back to page 98 of the book, and I read it again and again. Now, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I was never afraid because that would just be a lie. I remember standing in this very church a couple of weeks before my surgery, and I was scared, and I was shaky, and I was afraid, and Anna went and got Susan Folkler and asked her to pray for me. And Susan came over and she wrapped her arms around me and she started to pray for me. And I was a blubbering mess. You know, I was blubbering all over everything. And poor Susan, I'm sorry, I blubbered all over her beautiful jacket. I probably should have offered to have it cleaned. I just didn't think of it at the time, you know. I was a mess. (laughs) But when I finally got to the point where I could calm down, I really grabbed a hold of the fact that Papa had a better plan for me. I was able to let go, and I felt such a peaceful assurance. He was going to heal me, and I knew it in my spirit. I started to speak that truth out of my mouth. And I got more than a few rolled eyes from people. They'd like, oh, boy, here she goes again, you know. But I knew in my spirit it was going to happen. I even told my doctor that on the day of surgery, we'd just go for coffee because the cancer was going to be gone. There was no point for surgery. And she looked at me and smiled, rolled her eyes, and, you know, the mental health department's right at the end of the hall. You go there. But little did she know Little did she know About a week before my scheduled surgery My husband took me to Delta Healing Rooms in Brentwood And there two powerful women of God prayed for me One of them asked me if she could put her hand on my abdomen And I said, well, yeah, sure And she did And when she laid her hand on my abdomen, she commanded the cancer to leave my body in the name of Jesus. And when she did that, I was forcibly slammed up against the wall. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not exactly a teeny tiny frail little thing. Just in case you hadn't noticed, I thought I'd point that out. But I was thrown back about two feet and a warm sensation filled my abdominal cavity. I got weak in the knees and just started to cry because I knew at that moment that Papa God had healed me. Several days later, I had a total hysterectomy done. Everything that was removed, including lymph nodes, we were sent to the lab for examination. When I left the hospital the next day, the doctor said, Oh, well, you'll have results in about a week. I said, Swell. So I went home to recuperate. After almost three weeks, my husband said, uh, You know, hon, you haven't heard anything yet. And, like, you know, maybe you should call the doctor and say, Hey, what's up? I said, Oh, it's a good idea. He's not only cute, but he's smart too, you know. So I called the doctor and I said, so, what's up? It's been almost three weeks. I haven't heard anything. She said, you're right. I don't have any lab results. I said, well, you're the one with the funny initials after your name. Can you call somebody and find out what's going on? (laughs) So she did, and she called me back, and she said, Mrs. Harbaugh, I don't know how to tell you this. And I said, tell me what? And she said... The reason it took so long to get the results back was because the lab couldn't find any cancer. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Not in any of the specimens we sent to them. They did extra tests and special stains because they just couldn't believe that there wasn't any cancer there. So I just laughed, and I said... I know how it happened. I know, I know, I know. My papa healed me. Wonder if she was rolling her eyes then. (laughs) My message tonight to you is simple there is a papa God who loves you and cares about you. And he wants only the best for you, he wants to have a close and intimate relationship with you he doesn't want you in a state of dis-ease any more than he did me. Now, I don't know why he healed me and he doesn't heal others. I have this list of questions I want to ask him when I sit down at his feet in heaven. Things like, mosquitoes, what was your thought process on that? <laughs> you know? And ants, ants, seriously? You Ants? Explain that to me. <sighs> Yeah, really. I wish I had the answer for you But I don't But here's what I do know He has a plan for each and every one of you And I trust in that plan Whatever it is You know, had Papa decided not to heal from me, me from cancer And called me home instead Well, that would have been my total, complete healing from everything, wouldn't it? And that would have been okay But see, he's not finished with me yet. And he's not finished with you either. So he might not be finished. And I want you to quit focusing on the outcome and redirect your focus to the journey. If you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, does God really love me? Does he want to heal me? Does he care about me? Then hear me clearly. Yes, he can. And yes, he does. He's in that business. If you think you're at the end of your rope, you just tie a knot and hang on because he's working on your behalf behind the scenes. Don't you give up. Miracles do happen. I'm living, breathing proof. Now, I want you to do just a little exercise with me. I want you to kind of scrunch down in your seats, get all comfortable, and then I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes and just picture yourself falling into his embrace. You're safe there. Let him have all your doubts and fears, your tears, everything. Just let it go. Whatever miracle you need in your life right now, share it with him. Ask him. Trust him. And hear him say to you, Don't despair. I'm still for you. My heart hasn't changed one little bit. I know you don't understand all my ways. I haven't asked you to but one day you'll see everything the way it truly is from my perspective. Until that time, know I am with you, and I am for you. Keep on believing my good and tender heart towards you. I am everything you need. I will always be everything you need. Keep drawing into me, and keep drawing from me. My presence will never disappoint you. My presence is everything you need. My presence is your ultimate destiny. Good night, and God bless.
0: All right, there you go. So um, tonight, uh, if there's anyone here who has cancer or knows someone who has cancer, we're going to ask you, um, after Anna speaks, to come up, and we're going to have Carol pray for you, okay? We're just going to go after it and express our faith. So please welcome Anna Smiley.
2: Jesus, I just thank you for being here tonight, and I thank you for healing Carol of cancer. Oh. Okay, just got to do this one time. Hello, hello, hello. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> ah, ah. That's good, and that's free. <laughs> I'm here all week. Well, I <laughs> the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And some of us, we need some joy in the Holy Ghost. We need some righteousness and we need peace. And God gives us all of that. I love how funny he is because he created Watch out or you're going to get what Clayton got. <laughs> he, you've been asking for years. It could happen tonight. <laughs> okay. I'm. <laughs> first first of all, um, I, I always say it doesn't matter what worship songs we sing. We should just go to church and it's okay. It may not be your favorite. But I just have to say tonight that um, you guys sang... Um, two songs that uh, that I, when I go to YouTube and worship and spend time with the Lord, it's Ever Be and It Is Well. So I just thought, that's just a kiss from heaven for me, just a kiss. And oh, by the way, I just listened to him yesterday when I was uh, prepping. <laughs> Um, part of, um, Joe and I are real excited to be, um, to help, uh, and be a part of, uh, the ministry teams, the prayer teams. And, um, we, we just want to see God use us to help thrust our team to where God wants to take us to. I want, um, Pleasanton, this area, wherever our, building's going to be, to be a cancer-free zone. I want it to be a depression-free zone. I want people with chemical imbalances to be healed, manic depression to go, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness that is blocking you from your healing to go. And, um, and I'm excited because like Joe said, I, I know that there 's areas in my life I need healing right now, and so i i 'll be right up there to get prayer as well and contend with you for your healing um, w- Another thing is everything our team 's uh, going to do we 're going to be doing it in love okay and um Part of my vision is to have hospital teams. So when someone's in the hospital, we go on and get. And not only we affect that whole hospital, other people are going to get healed. Not just the people you are praying for, because the presence of God goes out from you. Also, to see college age teams up here, youth teams and kids teams mentoring the kids. Because I don't know about you, but I've I've had kids pray for me. And what they have prayed is still impacting my walk with God. Um, so, we want to train mentor through seminars uh, through classes um, impartation activation <laughs> uh seeking God together um, and and one thing I know that that is that everyone that 's going to be on the ministry team because we 're going to be on the same page will be a part of connection um, okay. I want to say that in, in church here, I've been healed of many things at blazing fire and, um, I've been healed just through conversation. I love that when you just talk to someone and they're talking and you're like, Oh, I just got healing. Oh, that feels good. So that's know that when you're having conversation with people before and after not during (laughs) 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 Ah, um, (laughs) people are getting healed. I also want to say that when Joe and Todd shared, if you were here that night, um, they talked about, Joe talked about how uh, Karina and I were both attacked when they were gone. And interesting, it was both of our necks, but what you didn't get to hear is the rest of the story, which was that... the church stepped up Diane and the inner all of you intercessors that prayed for the team in Africa. I want to thank you for praying. I'm 95% healed. I'm contending for the other 5%. Two fingers are slightly numb. And my chiropractor is like, you know, that could be the beginnings of arthritis. I said, no, just tell me what you think, but I'm not going to have that. I'm going, going to be healed. And he just looks at me. Um, And then the other thing is uh, Chris had our care group pray. You guys prayed for me. Thank you so much. I had the most intense pain I've ever felt in my life next to childbirth. So you have to understand. And I have a high tolerance, so I was in excruciating pain. And I just want to say, I love instantaneous. It took a a few months, but I'm telling you, I'm back. And now if you have a neck issue... Come on up because I have faith. And I know you prayed for that last week, I heard, right? Was yes. Isn't that interesting that God gave her that word? I don't think so, but you have an anointing to pray for that. Um, how am I doing? One time. Okay. Ah <laughs> uh, Okay, so oh and okay. And I want to share some healing scriptures. I do want to share another thing. That it's like, um, I want to share with how you can take what we do on the teams to your workplaces and, and you're going to take, get secret assignments from God and you're going to pray for people and they're not going to know they're praying and then they're going to get back to you and tell you that. So I wanted to just share one story. And this was like in 2003, I'm receptioning for my brother at a hair salon in Walnut Creek. I heard there's a new stylist coming in. Her name was Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe was pregnant and was going to, um, someone said, Oh, this girl's coming in. She's in a bad relationship. She's going to get an abortion. And so before she even came, I just started praying for her and I said, Jesus, when she goes to the doctors and she hears that heartbeat, would you change her mind? Would you just, you know when I prayed and I prayed whenever I thought about it, Bobby Joe started working there. I told her about the healing rooms at the church I was attending, and she came and um, she wanted prayer because she was pregnant and she said uh, and I was on the team that night. she said that when she went to the doctor 's visit and heard the heartbeat that she decided to keep the baby. <laughs> And, um, so that was a secret prayer assignment. I didn't tell her till later, obviously, at, that night at the healing rooms, but I didn't tell her. I'd been praying for her for months. But on top of that, the, I, um, just a little blessing is she named her baby. She had a girl. She named her Anna. So she should be around 10 now. And so, so I'm just telling you, you pray for people that are on either sides of you. And, and we can also take it outside of, on the streets okay so, um, oh, so I want to share some I'm healing scriptures and I also want to um, I, I see Gary and Jennifer here tonight and God has used them in my life I just want to thank you for the prayers that you prayed and just the discernment that you had when when um, ministering to me it, awesome I value that. Uh, In 3 John 2, it says, Dear friend, I pray you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. Another translation says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And God wants our souls to prosper tonight. (laughs) James 5.14, Is any sick among you Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them and anoint them with oil. Mm. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Jeremiah thirty seventeen, but I will restore you to health and heal you of your wounds. So not not only does Jesus want to heal our health, He wants to heal the heal the wounds that are inside you, the boo boos you got, um, the the neglect from our parents, whatever it is. But I love that He does everything. He He's like, Jesus went about everything you read in the New Testament. He healed all. All who were sick. Everyone got healed. So the odds are in our favor. And we have favor from God. So... <laughs> Jeremiah 3... Okay, wait, I already read that one. Luke 440. When the sun was setting... The people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness. And laying hands on each one, he healed them. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. And in Psalms 107.20, it said he sent forth his word and healed them. And he rescued them from the grave. And um, one, as I was praying and waiting and listening to God, I said, God, what are some of the things you want to do tonight? And I felt like he wants to, uh, restore sleep to those who've been robbed of sleep and you feel dead. Just like it says the grave, he rescues them from the grave. He wants to, it says he gives his beloved sleep. So God wants to give you sweet rest. He wants to love on you while you're sleeping and, um, so, and then another thing, um, I felt and Joe too was anxiety, just anxiety attacks and you're, maybe you're even embarrassed, uh, cause it's like, I shouldn't have those, but they are real and Jesus wants to take them and we're still, I'm still trying to give him when I have some. To God and to trust them. But it says in Peter, it says, Cast all your cares, cast all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. So we want to loose the care of God over you. That he cares about you. You are worth being cared. You are worth it. You were worth it. You were born, you were meant to be born. And your family is blessed because you are here. Mm. And then one more scripture. Um, it says, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. <laughs> and so sometimes when you come up, your healing is going to be an encouraging word. It's going to be encouraging. And I don't know about you, but when someone gives me a word and maybe I've been thinking about it all week, hope, 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 and you come up and you get in that line and I, I don't know, I'm just getting the word hope. I mean, I'm good to go. I could run with that f- for a long time. I have glitter up here because uh I like glitter. Don't get bitter, get glitter <laughs> and and one of but it is scriptural, and maybe get rid of it <laughs> oh. <laughs> Woo because. It says in Ephesians 4, 31, 32, be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. You gotta forgive me. (laughs) But, no, it it reminds me, sometimes I love glitter. (laughs) And, but one of the translations in, I don't know if it's the Hebrew or the Greek, but when it says, um, to walk, to, when we walk with the Lord, one of the meanings is to glitter. So I'm like, it's scriptural. Woo! Um, and it's fun to look at. Wow. Okay. So, anyway, no, but it also reminds me, seriously, on those days when I'm feeling an attitude, <laughs> I'll remember be kind, don't be bitter. Put on kindness, be tender-hearted, forgiving one another. So these kind of, I love the things that God creates to remind us to not um, have attitudes that are bad. <laughs> I'm here all week.
0: Just, this is a, just a quick thing. Cause they talked about training. I wanted to say this. Uh, This next year we are going to have an equipping school uh, Starting in September uh, through May It's going to be Tuesday nights Now I'm telling you because these two are going to teach uh, about healing From the middle of October to the middle of November So I'm giving you the heads up You're going to hear a lot more about the school in the next month But I just want to let you know Tuesday nights, middle of October to middle of November They're going to teach all about healing Just wanted to say that Thank you I was wondering what she was doing with this earlier. Like, why is this coming to church? All right. Thank you, Anna. Okay. You know what? This is really the best part. You know, we can talk about truth, but really when we come into agreement with truth, and I know we can talk about it and agree, but let's just do it. Um, you know, part of what we like to do is just activate and, and just um, enter in and come into agreement with what God wants to do. Knowing truth, coming into intimate knowledge or experience with truth will set us free. And we know who is the truth Jesus. So, is there anybody here who has struggled with anxiety, even panic attacks, just recently? Please stand up. Just stand up. We're going to pray for you. Um, I can tell you personally, uh, this week, I had a hard time breathing, and it was anxiety-related, trying to get ready for another school year. I know Kara knows exactly, and, you know, it could happen on any level for us. What we want to pray is Philippians 4, 6 over you, okay? The truth is, Jesus is asking us to be anxious for no thing. So can you just put your hands towards these brothers and sisters and just ask for, ask for permission. You can put your hand on them. And we're just going to uh, deal with that right now and break off anxiety. The scripture says, be anxious for no thing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God which surpasses your human understanding will fill your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So Father in heaven, we just come into agreement with you, with you, Jesus, the truth, with who you are for our brothers and sisters right now, that you would break off and release anxiety, panic attacks, stress that is overwhelming. In their spirit, soul, and body, you would release them and fill them with your peace from the Prince of Peace. To fill their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And we thank you tonight. You paid a very high price on a cross 2,015 years ago to set us free, to deliver us. Paid in full. And it transfers here tonight. And we receive your full inheritance and our full inheritance for each one here. That they are set free. So just give it to him now. Give him your anxiety. Give him your stress and any panic attacks. We bind it. We break it off in the name of Jesus. And we lose peace. Peace, peace, peace and grace and favor over your lives. He gives his beloved rest. Jesus gives you An easy yoke and a light burden tonight. He's carrying it for you. Because he loves you and he's committed to you 100%. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.